It's the Raji Rabbit Podcast. Woo! Welcome back to the Raji Rabbit Podcast. We had an awesome first two episodes of this season, including uh, laid-back Luke Keynote on the first episode of this season and a Biz Marquee Keynote on the second episode, which was recorded live and in person at the DJ Expo 2017, which was an awesome event. I definitely recommend that you check out workshops and conferences as much as possible if you're in the industry field of uh, music, and you will learn so much from attending those types of events. I've learned a lot as well, and I've met a lot of really cool, unique people by attending those. Now, I would love to get to the next part and tell you about this episode. This episode is going to include a workshop panel uh, that was recorded at the A3C conference, part of the A3C festival in Atlanta this past year. So this was only about a month ago that this was recorded. It was an awesome panel. It was so such a delight to attend. Uh, and you will hear on this panel Brian Michael Cox, who is a legendary producer and Grammy winner, and also Kari Kari. I'm sorry, I mispronounced his name. Kari Kane, better known as Needles, who is a producer as well. Needles N E E D L Z. Uh, the uh, workshop was hosted by Tori Jones of Akai. And also features uh, one of the developers as well of the Akai new MPC line. Uh, they talk about not only the Akai MPC in this panel, but surprisingly, just kind of talk about a lot of things, music, uh, that kind of fits into anything. Whether or not you use Akai's gear, there's a lot to be taken and a lot to be learned from this panel. So without further ado, enjoy this episode's panel. It's the Akai panel from the A3C Festival 2017, right now on the Raji Rabbit Podcast. If you want to be, you know, what, like, okay, right now in 2017, it's 100 million producers. Everybody, everybody is a producer and they're making quality shit. Like, everybody should, like, you know, there's some whack, there's a lot of whack shit out there too, but I'm saying there's a lot of, you know, people who are good, they're really good, and it's a lot of them, right? When I said in 1991 I wanted to be a producer, I was like maybe 13 years old at the time. There was no 13 year olds running around telling me I wanted to be a producer. First of all, it costs too much money to be a producer back then. All right? That is true. So think about this, right? The reason why ASR 10 was so popular in Houston during that era was because it was the one, it was almost like having a laptop. It was the one machine that was all in one. It was a Keyboard, it was a sampler, it was a recorder, it was an A-track recorder, it was all these, all these different things in one. Like the first time we ever actually saw anything like that, you know what I mean? Where like if the NPC was like the elite shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, yeah. you know, like if you had an MP and you had, you know, you had, you had modules and that shit was like, you was really rocking because you had some paper, you know what I mean? Like the minimum money it cost to, to, to start being a producer back then, minimum. 12,000, 10, 12,000, minimum. Yeah, easy, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about bare basics. If you're going to get, you know, let's say you branch out. Say, I'm going to get an NPC. I'm going to get an NPC. Back then, NPC 3,000, NPC 60. You know, you're going to spend about $3,500 to $4,000. And then you need RAM. You know, on a drum machine. Then, okay, that's 35, at, at the low, it's $3,500. Okay, this is before the 2000 XL when it's been it made things yeah. affordable, okay? On the, on the low end, it's $3,500. So the NPC got the way. So now you got $6,500 left, all right? So you, now you gotta figure out what keyboard you're gonna get, okay? I gotta get a keyboard. So I'm gonna get a, am I gonna get a Roland JP, you know, you know, JD990. Am I gonna get a, you know, am I gonna get a Korg M1? Am I gonna get a, you know, what, what sounds do I, yeah, yeah. so you go to a guitar center and you play with all the different keyboards, but they don't do this right there. Hey! hey. Nice. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yes.
$5,000, you know what I mean? Or someone $5,500, whatever, you know what I mean? So now you got, you know, whatever's left. You have, no way to record it. You have a drum machine, <laughs> yeah, you have a drum machine and a keyboard. How are you gonna hear it? How are you gonna monitor? Okay, so now, you, and you have to monitor both at the same time. So you need a mixer, right? So you're gonna get the cheapest mixer, I'm gonna give me a Maggie 8, you know, eight by eight. You know, I'm not gonna do the 32 eight. That's that's professional shit. I'm gonna get the little bullshit eight four bus mixer. You know, okay, so that's gonna run you about eight hundred dollars. Okay, cool. So now we need speakers. I back in the early '90s, I don't think that there was a lot of powered speaker options, right? So you gotta buy amp and speakers. Right, so that's gonna cost you about fifteen hundred, two thousand low end. All right. So I'm just we got about maybe $800, $900 left, right? Now, where are you gonna record this music onto? <laughs> you gotta get a dab machine. Or you gotta get, cause you know, we're no CD burners or no shit like that back in 93, 94. You know what I'm saying, you gotta get a dab machine. Dab machines are about, on low, Sony dab machines about $750, the low end, right? So okay, this is you making beats. Now I wanna write songs, and I wanna record the songs, all right? How I want to record a song? Okay, I'm getting get, get, a little bullshit task cam for a track, you know. For the studio. For the studio for to the studio. get Ooh. your ideas out. That's about six hundred, seven hundred dollars. So you, your ten grand to eleven grand is gone, and the quality is trash. <laughs> okay, the quality is trash. Now you get these demos. These you get the uh, you, you go on SoundCloud now. And everybody shit sounds so clean and effects and. Delays and all kinds of shit. Like, yeah, yeah. no, my early demos were so dry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just dry. They get like nothing, no reverb, no nothing. Just and oh, oh, guess what? Oh, guess what? We we, we didn't buy a mic yet. We didn't buy a mic. You spent eleven thousand dollars. They ain't bought a mic yet. So you gotta buy a mic. Get one of the little bullshit Audio Technica little mics that cost about five hundred dollars. All right, and your demos are sounding like trash. So that means the song better be amazing. You know what I'm saying? So think about the whole shift of the business. Back then, okay, if you were blessed to have 11,000, come up on $12,000, a lot of us weren't. You know, at least you gotta think, $12,000 in like, that's 1993. So $12,000 back then is like $22,000. Yeah, $23,000. Yeah, like, so if you were blessed to get all that going, right? And you are, you have a studio challenge basically. If you spend twelve thousand dollars, you basically are the you you got a studio. You know what I mean? You don't mind. I got a studio. You know what I'm saying? And you book a studio time. People, <laughs> you, you get the book studio time for fifty dollars an hour. Like at that point, you got a full studio. So think about that concept, right? And the A and R concept. How hard it was to A and R back then. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to really listen for the song. Because as an a when you hear, when somebody sends a tape in, a cassette tape to your office, and you put it in a cassette deck, you know what I mean? And you press play on those dry ass vocals, and you know, unmixed drums, and loud ass keys, and you know what I mean? And there has to be a hit on there. And AR has to be able to hear through all of that crazy shit to get to, oh, this is a smash. Now let me call this guy, put this guy with this person, put him in the studio. Get him. It was a process, right? So that 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 diminished the amount of people who went after production tremendously back in the day. Sure. Tremendously. Alright? Fast forward to 2017. You buy a laptop. Crack plugs, crack, you know what I mean? Crack food loops. Crack food loops. The cut is not recommending you crack yourself. Yeah. We don't recommend it. That's a disclaimer. Yeah, but I'm just saying, that's what youngins do. And you got a full studio with a yeah. USB mic and a little USB, you know, keyboard and shit. You off to the races. And there's people who got smash hit records mm. on the radio. Number one billboard records off of. You know, free shit. So, so then it bears it bears a question. So, do you think that it's better that technology is sort of is because it's democratized music, highly? We can't stop evolution. It's true. You know, 
Like, you know, when we, we started making records, when I started making records in the 90s, people who were, you know, from the, you know, 70s and 80s was like, you know, I, I, I ain't doing shit, I just taking out shit and sampling, and, you know what I mean? Right, right, some, right. You know, it, so it's the, we can't stop evolution. What we, what we have to figure out is how do we uh, monetize what we're doing now, you know what I'm saying? Because think about every era, it was always some bullshit. It was always good shit and bullshit. You know what I mean? It, it just, it's just harder to get to the good it, shit. There's so much shit now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We were programmed back then. You, could, you know, you're programmed. We only had the radio. You only had MTV. You only had, you know, BT. You know, now, man, I mean. Yeah, but that, to me, that makes your, your, your relationship so much more important. Mm. It's really all about, you know, I know cats that make, I don't know, a ton of cats that make way better beats, but I just happen to know the cats that can actually make stuff happen. You know what I mean? So I think while there are, you know, a thousand times more producers, um, it's still about those connections, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose that's why people come here to A3C to make those connects, make those plugs, and kind of like make their world smaller in order to get put on. That's it, because now, nowadays you have sons of bedroom producers who are making probably brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Absolutely. shit, and just nobody will ever hear it because they never get out of Des Moines, Iowa, or you know, Richmond, California, or whatever. So yeah, so starting off with that though, so you know, how important do you guys feel that technology is to the evolution, um, the the evolution specifically of hip hop music, as in like other genres? obviously don't rely on tech. I feel as much as hip-hop. You guys speak on how like tech has really influenced the, how, what hip-hop is. Um, I mean, I think it's what you know, Brian was just speaking about, just, just the access, just really the access. And um, you know, everybody kind of feels like they can do it. I mean, rap, rap in general has kind of come really simple. To, you know, the beats are pretty simple. There's like maybe four or five elements. You know, the raps are pretty simple. It's like four or five words. <laughs> so it's just like everything has become very simple and, um, you know, it kind of makes everybody feel like, shit, I can do that, you know? And um, I think evolution, yeah. I mean, there, there are people that, um, that have access to, to, to the equipment that wouldn't have in the past, and that kind of allows um, some new people. But I, I, I don't know if, uh, I, I guess I'll say this. It's interesting that there's way, there's a lot more access, but there's a lot of copycats at the same time. You know what I'm saying? There's a ton of uh, resources, and there's, you know, back when I was coming up, or when we were coming up, like you had to like damn near rob somebody for some drums. What? You know what, what I'm saying, like or trade drums yeah. and shit like that. But it's 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 kind of um, kind of mind-boggling to me that people have all this access, but everyone kind of sounds the same. Especially when they're <clears throat> when they're coming up, you know, it's the same snare. It's the you know. So I don't know that I don't know what the I don't know what the the disconnect is. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, cause when we came up, like, yo, if he has that sound. I'm gonna go this way. Right, right, right. We had to. Yeah, had that's, to. The, that's Maybe the way to really. You didn't want to be copycat. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So if, I guess if I had to, you know, to take a take a stab at that, mm -hmm. that question, I would say because of social media, the world's a much smaller place, mm -hmm. and so I think that there is much less like variation in terms of like what somebody in. Las Vegas is doing or what somebody in Brooklyn is doing yeah. and somebody in Atlanta is doing because you hear it instantly. Yeah. There's not these like little communities and these enclaves that sort of like grow organically and then all of a sudden you got the Dirty South sound. Yeah, back in the yeah. it was region. It was yeah. region. Yeah, I miss that though. Yeah, I, I, I really oh, do yeah. miss that. I kind of like, it's frustrating <laughs> when you go to, you know, Detroit and it's, everywhere is trapped. Yeah, it's trapped. It's, 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 the world is trapped out. It's funny because, uh, you know, when you go to New York, and like how New York, you know, the New Yorkers will tell you that they invented everything. They invented yeah. basketball, they invented hip hop, they invented basketball, hip hop for yeah. sure. Yeah. But so the point is that how now when you hear a lot of New York stuff that it's that has it's it's strapped out, it's strapped. It's trapped. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it, like you said, access. Uh, I mean, we were coming up. We said it was regional, like, like for real. Like growing up in Houston, you know, I never heard Wu Tang Clan. Mm -hmm. The first time I heard Wu Tang Clan 
was my one of my great friends, had the, uh, the Wu Tang Clan, you know, to fuck with. Um, single oh, yeah, yeah. and and he played on the back of the bus was like man what do we bring our tapes and shit and he played on play play the shit he was like really an east coast rap and he played this record now we played the method man i was like what is that you know what i'm saying like and and the album the album had been out yeah, you know what i'm saying i wouldn't i didn't know to go look for it so when he right, right, right. played i was like well shit i'm gonna go to the record store and go get it it was already out you know what i mean like a lot of times we discovered things Literally watching Young TV raps, you watch Young TV raps, and that's how I discovered Nas because they weren't playing Nas, especially Illmatic in Houston. Mm. Hell no, nah. mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that wasn't that wasn't the flow. You know, Houston was very very about and still is to you know to to a lot of degrees. It still is about their local sound, and it's, and back then it was very West Coast inspired too. Right, right. So we heard a lot of West Coast, Death Row, Too Short. You know, we heard a lot of that coming up, you know what I mean? And of course the South shit, but a lot of New York shit and, you know, Detroit stuff in the mid late 90s when I first started hearing about Jay Dilla and all these different things, like, we had to go find that. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, but anyway, you said something about tech, I wanted to touch on something. Hip hop has always been, I think that hip hop is the reason why music tech has advanced. You know, when they made, you know, they didn't make the, when Roland made the TR-808, Doubt they were that not. in their mind no. they were like, oh, we're making this for <coughs> hip hop. It, it was made for organ players. Like yeah. it was a, it was literally an organ drum machine. Yeah. Like wow. you know, my my grandmother growing up uh, had an organ with little beats, yeah, beats like little exactly. little little yeah. buttons you could press to play yeah. drums and, sh- and stuff. And let me tell you, some of those are really close to the 808. Yeah, it's really scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the CR 78. They're all you know wood grained and everything. True. Like that, trying to sit on top of an organ, and it's like that's like he because the the head of the head of Roland for years, um, he actually just died. But, uh, he was um, he was an organ player, and that's where their money went. Like they they like you go to the Roland like web page and you look at their organ sections their accordions it's crazy like that's yeah. where the, that's where their money is yeah and it's always been that way and yeah 808 was an accident yeah uh, i mean i mean so you think about that and you think about and we could talk about you know akai and the beginnings in ntc 60 and I, I i know i mean or we could talk about the fairlight cmi we could talk about all these early samplers yeah. Yeah. like we i know for a fact that whoever developed the fairlight or the synclavier or you know, when Rajalin developed, you mm-hmm. know, the, uh, with a Kai, the NPC. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, they weren't expecting Houdini. They weren't saying, okay, <laughs> 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 they weren't expecting Houdini, but they got Houdini. Yeah. You know, and you know? like, yeah, Rajalin wasn't expecting hip hop. He was building a country drum machine. Yeah. He was a country guitar player, and he wanted country swing on his drums. That says so, so, so much about hip hop culture. I mean, in, in the same way, and we'll, obviously, this is. SP1200, that wasn't made for hip hop. Exactly. You know what I mean? They wouldn't. You know, they, they were just, that technology was new and the, you know, waveforms and, you know, I, I remember when I was a kid, well, I, it was two, there were three things I watched when I was a kid. Herbie Hancock was on uh, Sesame Street. Mm. Oh my God. Um, That's on YouTube. That, yeah, that changed my crazy. life. No, I saw that, I saw that as a kid. You know yeah, I mean? me too, yeah. So, so Herbie Hancock was on Sesame Street yep. um, with the fair light and I remember being like, yo, what is that, mm. right? Then there's a documentary called Everyone Loves Everyone Loves Quincy, when Quincy right right around the Thriller yep. era. But he's using the Fairlight. And they go to Quincy, they go to Herbie's house, and he's showing them the Fairlight. And then naturally, there's the the moment that I saw like a like a Sting using a, a, a Sinclair here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like. I was, I was a child, like, you know, Remember six or seven. Stevie Wonder, Wonder on yeah. the Oh, Cosby, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's just it's something we, that... We take, we take it and we, we do something completely different with it. It's like hip-hop culture. I think, you know, the parallel, and we're going to... I want to get back to, like, the NPCs. So I wanna, really want to hear you guys' opinion on, like, the evolution of the NPC. But um, the parallel I draw, too, is, like, Adidas. Like Adidas were not making those shoes for dudes in the Bronx, for breakers, for whoever. Like Adidas was a German company, it was very stiff, it was like all for like tennis players pretty much. But then the street culture took over and then they had to change their whole perspective, you know, run DMC and everything mm-hmm. else. So, you know, it's just an, another parallel. So yeah, so obviously, you know, this is the Kai panel. So, uh, you know, speaking on the NPCs, um, 
every MPC that's been released since the uh, MP60 has kind of evolved the concept of the MPC. There's always been new things added, new mm -hmm. features, some taking away, some new things, all that. Yeah. So then, how have the new features evolved the sound of hip hop and R&B? And like how, when you, when you draw a line from 1988 when the MPC 60 came out, to mm -hmm. so now and all the other you know, MPCs, do you feel that you hear that? And what specific features uh, you want to speak on? Um. I, don't, I I can speak how it works for like how it kind of helps me like this this these latest NPCs are crazy yeah they're amazing I mean really really great machines it's um you know I, I just got the live and it's like yo it's Bluetooth and all this stuff mm -hmm. it's like um, incorporating audio and all this stuff like I just I went out and bought a couple of hardware synths so because I know I can bring it in quick and stuff like that so I think it's it made a huge leap in my opinion mm -hmm. um, as far as just Kind of creating in, a, in an environment that's kind of um, organic. It feels like it's, it's it's tangible. It feels more like music, making music, to, in my opinion, as opposed to right. sitting on a computer, like clicking, dragging, um, which is cool. But for me, and 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 with the with the MP and the software, you can do that as well. But for me, just having you know pads to hit. Um, I mean, the fact that. It's, Touch screen, and I'm just like I'm getting stuff. You know, and you know when when you know they first introduced the touch, I was like, what is you know what is this? How am I gonna you know what I mean? But oh, now I remember, like, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I exactly. Because you, yeah, you, you came to the yeah. yeah. So I'm up here like now. I'm just you know what I mean. I'm like yo, this, yeah. So yeah. I, I really like that whole you know that that feel of you still feel like a musician somewhat. It's also cool, like everybody comes in the studio, especially the young cats that haven't seen it and stuff like that. They're like, what's that? You know, I'm doing all the stuff that they're doing on the, you know, on you know, the free loops and all that stuff. So I think it's just allowed me to keep up with what's going on, but still being in a comfortable environment. Exactly. Um, and just the honestly, one of the bigger things for me on the MP is like, I like to make multiple beats at a time. Like I like to work on like 10 ideas at a time so I can just like start on sequence one I get stuck because I'm not a musician per se you know what I mean uh, I get stuck so I, I start a new idea and I can just turn it off go to sequence two as opposed to close save load you know what I mean it's just like a real quick process and then I get stuck make about 10 ideas come back and you know choose which one's the best and kind of build it out so I got a funny story about that actually yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason I say that and um, you know I actually get to mention you know the during the during the the uh, development of the Renaissance, um, yeah, this was like 2000, I think 2011, yeah. something like that. Um, Brian was one of the first people we met with because you know we wanted to meet with MPC users, make sure what we were doing was right. And Brian was at I think Peach uh, Peach Street. I forget which studio we were at. Who was at Patchworks? Patchworks, yeah, that's what it was. And, and Brian was like, yeah, let's, let's let me make some, you know, we're like, show us how you make beats. And he's like, yeah, hold on. And he just starts, Brian just starts knocking out like 10, 12 beats <laughs> on uh, NPC 2500 at the time, which yeah. was like, we had all of them there. Brian grabbed that one and just started working. And and we're all sitting there, we're watching him work and he's going nuts on the number pad saying like, oh, I'm gonna go back to beat 10. I'm gonna go back to 17 yeah. or whatever. And, I'm, and we're like, yeah. And I was like, we should make sure that uh, we should make sure that our number pad is you know right up front and everything yeah. like that. We look at ours and we're like, holy shit, we forgot the number pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pardon my French. No, seriously. So we went. We had to go back and redesign the entire product oh, from wow. scratch wow. because one of the one of the most core things of the MPC we had overlooked because pad? because yeah the number pad because we hadn't. You know, we, we put we put up what we thought was right. You know, we thought, oh, people have a keyboard in front of them now because it's going into the computer. They don't yeah. need a number pad. Clearly, they did. No, I so. mean, the, the, the thing about the NPC is that, um, and granted, I got introduced to the NPC when I moved to Atlanta. Because mm -hmm. I came to Houston, like I said, there wasn't really a lot of people using NPCs in Houston. Right. So when I came to Atlanta, everybody was using NPCs. So I was like, a, you know, fish out of water. Like, oh, shit, I don't <laughs> Like you know, man, I would be, you know, I got a backpack full of uh, tapes and that's and what the hell am I going to do with this MP? You know what I mean? But I remember just sitting there. The MP, the, the, the beautiful thing about these machines is that even though you should read the manual, you don't have to. Yeah. You just basically cut that motherfucker on, and it's 
You know what I mean? And and that's that's basically how I learned AP. It was really crash course. Like literally, my samples were too long. Yeah, I didn't really know how to truncate my samples. I run out of uh, memory very fast because mm -hmm. about you know took a loop, and it was 16 bars. I would I wouldn't edit it down. I would just you know hit it and loop it. And then my thing is, so I didn't understand having one shot the mono the poly. I didn't know none of that. I mean, I was just my first couple pieces on NPC were trash. You know, how many MPs do you have? Like, oh, so many. Oh my god. I mean, literally, I, I own, I own a lot of MPCs. I have. What what was was ill is I started my first MP was a three thousand. That's why my, my first personal one I bought was a three thousand. Is when they did the limited edition when they did the um, black the black one with the name plates and shit on it. I bought like three of those. Like I went crazy, right? Because I just couldn't believe that. You know, because the, the one I had at the studio was like beat up. Like noontime had one. It was like. I made a lot of my early, like, early Jagged Edge records and stuff on this beat-up MP. So when I started making money, you know, and, and for everybody who don't have no money yet, when you start making money, don't do stupid shit. Yeah. Like, buy three drum machines. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Please buy three I, drum machines. Don't buy three drum machines. At least, if you buy them, have a studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? I bought three drum machines that I was in an apartment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't put the motherfuckers. You know what I mean? So I spent like nine thousand dollars on drum machines and was living in like a one bedroom apartment. You know what I mean? But I was just Genius. so excited. You know when they re-released it, I was like, yo, because I because the two thousand and remember Dan, we, we yeah. I realized what my problem with the two thousand was. Okay, we went. They had like all the machines out, right? I remember this, yeah. And I was going through each machine making beats, and I got to the two thousand. I was like, oh shit. This is why I don't like 2000. Before I even touched it, because I bought a 2000, had it for like five hours, took it back. Because I was like, I don't like this machine. And I realized what it was. The transport is on the left side. And I am I got so accustomed to yeah, yeah. moving my fingers like yeah. this. Uh, yeah. And everything, number pad, transport, everything was on the left side. Mm. And I was like, all the machines out, I was like, this is why I, I never liked this machine. And I remember working with Kanye, and why Kanye loved the machine because that was like <laughs> oh, not that I'm Kanye, but my, my 2000 XL up until the, up until you know now yeah. was my favorite because yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm left-handed and that's the one I always just got around on so easy. That's you know, and it's, I, I was it's, like, it's damn, a little like that. It's amazing how much difference they make. Like, yeah. like you know, um, part of industrial design is watching somebody work and see where they put their hands. How they touch the pads, where they put, where they rest their fingers. Like, if something goes wrong, what's the first thing you're gonna do? You know, like, what's the first thing they go for? It's so, like, these are like things that we kind of pay attention to, you know. And that's where like, um, the triple tapping of the stop button is gonna kill everything because we knew like people start panicking. It's like, you know, like, you know, how many times have you like had a, started a beat going and then it's it's like too loud, so the whole house is shaking and you're like, you know, your mother's in bed, and you're like, um, what do I do? So now there's a way to, you know. Just quickly, quickly kill it. was a great sound. addition, too. That was, that was yeah. an incredible addition. Like, being able to, like, stop everything, like, stop the same. You know, the thing about the, the, like, the old machines is that, you know, like, you had a sample and it was one shot. And it was one shot and you press stop and everyone was still just going, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trying to turn shit down. And if, if, if you got to come out external, you're trying to figure out where you, yeah. you know, yeah. that was brilliant to just stop it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I have a question yeah, yeah. before we go on. So, <laughs> Me and Jermaine have this debate about drum machines all the time. And he always talks about how the MPC-60, the first one, right. was, that was the best machine. That was, you know, and I'm like, you just old, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. like, that, that was the best machine. And he was like, so I asked him, I was like, well, why, do you, why, why do you say that? Because he said there was a button. I don't even know if this exists. If, uh, he said there was a button that if you press the button, it made the beat go backwards. What? <laughs> sounds ridiculous. Nice. Every time he says that, I'm like, yo, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. So where does the beat start? So the beat starts at the end of the beat and it's just kind of like runs You mean the sample clips from the beginning to the end? No, we said the beat. Is that a feature of the old ones, Dan, or what's that? I think I think it's either it's either a bug that we don't know about. <laughs> 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 it was like or, it might be it might be uh, backwards and forwards looping. Yeah. Like what happens? Uh, yeah. Like if you have a drum, yeah. if you have a beat, 
and you put backwards and forwards looping on it, what'll happen is it'll play the it'll play it this way full and then it'll play ba it'll play everything um, backwards and um, go back and forth so yeah. it's like a ping pong. Okay. Um like yeah, out. these these can do that. So okay. you can tell me those do that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So yeah, so I mean, you know, we have multi touch, we just added Wi Fi, we had a Bluetooth. This is these are machines of the future for sure. So Looking future forward, what other features that you guys feel would take it to the next level? I mean, what's the way, what's, we, we, with these, well, they're, they're crazy. Exactly. With these, we're, we're just gonna take a full poll, like, so, so the audience. Um, these, these are crazy machines. These are very, you know, there's a lot going on, but yeah. what would you want to see on them that's not already there? <sighs> or on any other machine out there that's in the market? I mean, it's just, mm. it's like cheating at this point. Like, yeah, like what else could, what else can what you else do? Can you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like, you guys are killing it. I mean, time stretch is now, you know, legit. Mm -hmm. What's up? Time stretch, huh? Yeah, yeah, time stretch is, in 2.0 is dope. You know? Real time time stretching in, yeah. uh, on, the, on a drum pad. Yeah, I mean, time time switching on audio tracks and everything else. The actual, all the actual features is, to me are there. It's I guess it's you know maybe some could be executed a little different, but at the same time, it's just learning shit. Yes, but my man's right here. I have a question. Sure. What about quantize like notes? Like what notes can you go to? Uh, you can do up to sixty-fourth uh, triplets. But can you go like off notes? Like say I want to do thirty, or I want to do twenty-nine, or nineteen. Off. Oh yeah, because that's a feature that was in Battery Three. You can kind of do that. that. Um, it's not. I, I don't need <coughs> no, it's not. Well, I'll tell you how it works. It doesn't. What it what you can do is there's a feature called uh, shift timing, and what shift timing does is okay. The sequence is divided into either 96 or 960 pulses per quarter note, depending on what you choose. Um, and what it does is you can actually take one note, several notes, however many notes you want, and you can slip them by individual um, individual uh, um, pulses. You can. It's a feature that that should implement that, okay. that machine had, like battery had, but they took it out in battery three and battery four is trash. Yeah, battery four is like, Everything trash. else is made for like pop producers now. So <laughs> right. hip hop producers do like swings, like yeah. they want to have grooves. And it's like, I don't want to ship this over. Let me pick the notes I want and create my own groove out of it. Like if you can make me, if I can go from one note to say 116, 117, 118, 119, like in matter of three, you can mm -hmm. do that. You can pick whatever note you wanted to do okay. to make your So I, I suspect that you can get, um, I suspect that you can get there the same way. Um, well, the shift the, timing is definitely- I love the shift, shift timing is the way to do it. Do it. Like. It's the same effect, it's just labeled differently. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like for instance, a quarter note is 24 pulses, 32nd note is 12 pulses, a 64th is 6 pulses, and then, you know, you triplets on that, it's like third, uh, 3 pulses. So you can go, and this is, this is in a, a 96 pulse per quarter note sequence, so really, you can get pretty damn scientific with it if you want, you know. Um, so, but if you want to... I mean, like, we're done. Shape, I can, like, I can yeah, show them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I actually have a question. That's my only thing with all different drum programs. I yeah. don't like, it's not swing for hip hop producers. Like, it's not allowing us to be free like how we want to. Like, everything's you, starting yeah. being on pop. Have you heard the. Yeah, well, you know, no, I haven't. I never okay, heard yeah, the NPCs. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're talking about swing, and I'm like, have you heard the NPCs? Yeah, this is like. This is like group that you want. I mean, yeah, this is, well, I can show you all that later. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just have one little small one for you then. Like, because I'm not a keyboard player, per se. So let's say I'm working with Brian, you know, and I'm getting some drums together, and he wants to play because he's, you know, he's hearing me make these drums, but he's having to wait for me to go to a MIDI track or go to, yeah. a, right. you know, if there was some kind of, like, dedicated track for cats to play while you're wow cause, like, yeah because it's like it's like yeah. he's trying to play it's like the, he's playing my drums like yeah. you know what i mean true so that's you're talking like multi-mode so yeah like, just be like 
you know, 16 channels and do it at 16 different And he's dedicated channels. on 16, you know, so as I'm working, he'll have that. that. So, um, that would be dope. And then, um, just speaking on learning the battery kind of thing, like those little flams, flams, and those little... Uh, oh, flams. oh, yeah, we could, those, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that, would be, that would be cool. That would be good. On the pad, yeah. you do... Like, yeah, right, you know, oh, stuff like that, just to kind of, um, I don't know, have some real, like, some more, more articulation. Um, those, those are, you know, those are the small things. Um, I did notice one thing, this is actually yesterday. Um, they have it so, well, you tell me if this is new. Okay. I, I had keyboard playing, or keyboard playing something, right? And it was on 16, 116. He played it, obviously, with his little swing. And then I noticed when it would loop back around, it was on 116th. But then I changed it, I switched it to off, and it went back to how he originally played it. Or am I tripping? Or I might be tripping. I think you might be tripping. Okay. But that's okay, so that's just, yeah, that's actually um, I wonder if I'm just hitting undo would do that. Maybe. Well, okay, he played it in, right? Yeah. One sixteenth is hella stiff. Yeah. Right? It was a mistake on my part. Yeah. I should have had it on yeah. off. Yeah. But yeah. Do, having it on off so, so after the fact, turning it off yeah. would go back to the way he originally played it. Okay. I don't know, I feel like logic, you know, I feel like a lot of dogs do it like that. I'm not, I'm not sure though. One other question. Sure. Can you assign different um, font sizes to each pad? Let's say I want a note 16, I want one So if you think about, if you think about machine, like the, the software machine, which it sounds like that's what you're probably using, um, the way the machine works is each pad is considered a track. The way we work is any track can have up to 128 sounds, so and then 128 tracks. So right now, you can quantize by track, you can quantize by selection, um, and you can quantize as you play. And so what you can you assign like quantize to different pads? Right, and so I'm saying no, you can't. Okay. No. The uh, you assign the quantize is assigned as a mass globally. That's, this is the way that's the NPCs work. That's something you should yeah. change too. You should be able to put different quantize on different pads. You and I should talk. Well, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, I can tell you reasons why we shouldn't. This is this is technology panel. You know, panel. Like things for as a producer, like if I'm going to crossover to something else yeah like you gotta check it out yeah you gotta check it out first you gotta check it out before going on the deep dive uh who else has questions uh for the panelists before, 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 before yeah. you do that okay. ask about um what we should, we should add uh -huh. okay you guys have your own synth uh synthesis you know mm -hmm. situation yep. um I feel, I feel like in standalone the, the number one question i got when, when i would call people about Oh, they were calling me about the NPC and would see my um, the video and call me like, yo, the shit was crazy. They were like, yo, can we use our VSTs? You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. That's the thing, it's like, it's like we're going to use standalone and plug a keyboard up. Okay, we'll use the Kai sounds, but then they're like, okay, but what if I want to pull up? I'm just saying, I was like, that's a licensing thing. Well, you know I mean? and, and beyond licensing thing, I'll just have that. It's, uh, it's, you know, the NPCs run on Linux. They run on the, the, its own operating system, essentially. Okay. So it's basically, in order to run your VSTs, you would either have to be on a Mac or PC so operating they make, system. They have to make it for the So I think, well, so what we're doing is we're, we're, we're working a lot on creating our own suite of instruments. So okay. what we're gonna, what I'm also doing as part of like brand partnerships is working with other third parties mm -hmm. to where we can create NPC instruments. So, so almost think about how Reason, even though Reason just recently added VST support. Yeah. Think about how Reason was with their sort of like um, their extensions. Yeah. Where they're working with SoftTube, they're working with all these different companies yeah. to create things that are coded specifically to work with Reason. Now, why that's good is because it makes it way more stable. Is that when you think about all the different code for all these yeah. different yeah. VSTs, yeah. and obviously we just can't do a period. I mean, yeah, the, the conversation is. It, it doesn't. It's not a PC or a Mac. Okay. You know what I mean. So that's it. So I think the 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 answer to that is over the longer lifespan of these NPCs, it's just NPC instruments that are custom and they're like high quality. Okay. Dope. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In the um, yes, in the in the MP like like for somebody like me who samples a lot, when you go to places and you go into your hard drive, now mm -hmm. you got a hundred folders. Mm -hmm. I scroll down to folder seventy two. Listen to what's in there. When I hit the back button, instead of it going back to where I was at, it takes me back to so the front. Yeah, that, ah, right. It does do that. Yeah. We're working on that. 
Please fix that. Yeah. Also, they added like the, the you know how in, on the MP well, on, on any Mac or whatever you're looking for a file, your last file, you know, you can search by date. Like they, they oh yeah. Sorting is coming yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's. Uh, I think with the release of uh, two point two point zero point five, uh, with the recent release of our firmware, we're showing that you know we're committing to the concept that we're going to continue to have new updates, new things coming out. The newest update introduced uh, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth to the standalone versions, and then we're going to continue to add like new features. So like this is a, this is important because we hear your feedback, and then you know you make it better. Will the, will, the, um, will the Bluetooth be implemented so it, you can use Bluetooth speakers? No, no. Actually, that's not, it's a receiver. It's not a, uh, it's not a projector. So, right, so MIDI in, 40 keyboards in. It's an input. I kept it's not an output. I figure out why it kept yeah. popping up. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. It was like not connected. I'm like, I'm going to keep pressing like that. It's looking for an input. The speakers are out of Gotcha. Y'all even, y'all even. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Is it right here in the front? Are you gonna hook them up? Can we play them? Or will we be able to test tomorrow. them tomorrow? So what we're doing tomorrow is we're doing an all-day thing. We got uh, three things going on actually. We have a thing we're calling the NPC Experience. And the NPC Experience is gonna be from 12 to 7. We're gonna have uh, four demo stations, two live, two X's. And then uh, we'll have a couple of our product specialists here who will be able to answer all your questions, give you demos, run through. So where's that at? Uh, it is at the Creator Complex. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia State. Exactly, exactly. Well, um, my name is Daz. I'm a recording artist, nice. and as a person who's never made a beat in her life or even really seen one of these things, like, what kind of advice would you give someone who wanted to start me. because, like, I've always, like, he actually is my producer, he makes all my beats, and, like, I'm watching him, and it's, like, Mandarin, I'm trying to learn how to speak mm -hmm. Chinese, and I really am interested in, like, I'm gonna let these gentlemen like really give you the high level. High level. What I would say is, if you want to learn how to use these guys. Yeah. Tomorrow we have our we have our product specialist here all day. He'll give you demos, and they'll take you from the turning on the damn thing to like making a simple beat. So yeah. Straight up, you just gotta just get on it. Just jump, just jump in. Just gotta jump just in. in. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm you, I knew nothing about an NPC when I when I cut it on. Yeah. When I cut when I came to Atlanta and I started. I bounced around studios back in 97, and I knew nothing about, I, mean, I knew what it looked like, but I didn't know nothing about the operation. If I just cut it on, and I just looked at it like, okay, what do I do now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, I, I was used to working that way, and I have no sounds. Yeah, they didn't come with sounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They come with, and the sounds that came with was trash. Oh you didn't want the sounds. So, um, so now you guys, you know, it's so, we talk about access, right? Splice is seven ninety nine a month yep. for a hundred sounds a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can start right there. Sunny Digital got uh, packs there. Zaytoma got packs on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you can you can start right there. You know what I mean? And then with the MPs, they come with. Uh, they, oh, the net design is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because we work with all the the best industry, including ourselves too. So there's like um, there's ten gigs of sounds already in there. So it's like twenty thousand different sounds already in there from the channel. So like you know, it's a lot to work. With. And they got show up the tomorrow. We're like, yeah, for sure. Expansion's crazy. Okay, yeah, I got, I got a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. My first question is: so the work message from Tahir.ia Haitian director. We got it two hundred thirty. Haitian director. Why gotta be so specific? Actually, he's one of our NPC specialists. So I can like bring it, maybe. I mean, uh, I mean, if they don't I have, I was curious. Say it, 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 <laughs> it is. I mean, if you feel like carrying it around, bring it. You know, uh -huh. as long as it's not a flight risk. But race, I mean, it's like, but you guys will have those to use. Well, see, uh, you know, honestly, if he shows you how to, do you know how to use it already, or you just learn? Yeah, for you know, I'm getting 
getting there. Okay. It's like crash course. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. I mean, the live, the, the the workflow is very simple. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? Yeah. So he, so you can either like learn off the live, but just bring, bring yours tomorrow. We'll, we'll work with you. Okay. And the second thing is, okay. what is so logic? I'm used to like, okay, one track being okay, just the kick. Next track being just the snare. Sure. You know, next track hi hat. With FPC, I'm noticing uh, the programs, like the program thing, is like giving me so like, should I, as far as workflow, should I put like like a few kicks and snares and hi-hats, all different different type of drums, kicks and drum sounds in one program, or should I split it up like this program created as a kick? It's really this program. Yeah, there's so many different ways to use it. I mean, I, I personally, if I'm making a, something on an MP, I, you know, I do my kick on uh, track one, then I go to the next track, yeah. then I go to track two, and so I can separate things. But I mean, you could really, now you could put everything on one track if you wanted to. And then just exploded. I was about to say, yeah, you got the exploded. Feature which, on there yeah, now, so. and then, even your programs. I do. Yeah, boy, I have awesome. Like, I got like four or five programs loaded, and they're all every bank is full of just random sounds. Different random, right? Yeah, and I just I mean, that that I think that's the beauty of the MP. So many different ways. To use it. It, it was crazy, right? We think we talk about the '60s back in the day. The '60s, you could you, it was one track devoted for drums. Oh, wow. That was it. Seventeen. <laughs> wow. Track seventeen. That's that was the that was the track that voted for drums. Everything else was MIDI. Right. There's only one track for drums. You couldn't do like a kick, snare, hi hat on I mean it was like I right, we did all the drums on here and then they would, you know, back then the tape. So you just you know, you just you either mute one or we we got eight outs. So you would just, you know, go put the kick on one, snare on two, whatever, whatever. So, so yours is random sounds too. Well, I mean, my thing is when I first started using MP, I, I was doing it kick. You know, I was doing it separate because the three thousand yeah. was had had taken what the 60, 60, 60, what 62 had done, it, blown it way out. But when I started working with JD, he was still using the sixty two. He was using the old software, the sixty two. And I remember trying to do drums, and I was like, oh shit, I don't, I don't want to do it on one track. You know, I couldn't. And he was doing all his drums on one track. Still to this day, he still does his drums on one track. And then you have to basically say, all right, we're going to put this kick out through one, two, three. So you know what I mean? So speaking on what Niels was saying too, though, you can write it. You can put everything on one track. That's, you know, that's what I do. You know, just it's just comfortable because you can be like, you know, kind of just play what you, what you want to have. But then um, if you hit the little pencil tool on the right-hand side, is uh, one of the choices is explode tracks. And what that does is it just takes every every note that you have on that and it just puts each one on its own track. So then you can just stem everything out that way. Yeah, yeah we'll work with the bar though. Jump on the back. I keep it at two questions since everybody didn't ask me. But, you know, I've been producing for a while. This is Ken Folk, so dealing with the MPC, when I first got uh, started using it, um, it the first beat machine I had was a DR-77. Okay. And I don't know if you know anybody remember that. I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> right after Damn. that, a friend had an MPD-24 sitting at the house. Wow. And I was like, dude, are you using that? And he was like, no. I said, can I have it? He was mm -hmm. like, yeah. But it, it wasn't a standalone. You know, it was a USB, like she said. Yeah. So, a lot of my sounds are coming out the PC. My question is, is when I'm when I dab and sampling or whatever, and I'm putting it on the pads or whatever. Sometimes I don't ever necessarily have that tempo that I want, so mm -hmm. I like to be able to speed it up, slow it down, and once I, you know, track it out to each of the 16 pads, there's really no way to speed up the sample with the dial that you're working in. It's not synced that way, so. Does that make any sense? Is anybody had any With time stretch, you can do all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying, so you can like speed it up. Yeah, like, samples, yeah. everything. Everything, yeah. Up to 400 either way. I, ha I haven't been able to do that with the control. Yeah, it's in uh, program edit. Program edit, you hit the pad you want, and then I think it's like non-two or something like that. All right, well, yeah. uh, my next question is, uh, so I heard you guys talking about how, you know, music, everything sounds the same. I'm kind of feeling that too. So do y'all think that real music is over with? I mean, because, uh, and it's like, if you don't go with the flow. How you gonna, how you gonna work? All right, I, 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 I literally have this conversation every day. I mean, literally. 
Because you hear the concept of real music, right? Okay. I know how to play instruments and I know how to get on the And I, 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 I hear all that. And you come from, I'm coming from somebody who, you know, right. I'm 20 years in the game, baby. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm an old nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I get it. You know what I mean? Um, I, here's the deal, though, right? We were coming up. You know, you think about what was happening back then with, with Puff and what Jimmy was doing and what, you know what I mean? You died the Dre. You think about, you know, the Hitman, you think about Chucky Thompson and Stevie and, you know, everybody, you know, people was popping, rocking back then. And that, that music is the, the, the soundtrack to our lives, right? So the people who were, you know, my mama and them was looking at me like, that shit ain't shit. You know what I mean? Y'all just taking Roger Troutman and that's, that's the real shit. You know what I mean? Y'all taking D-Train. So, so, but that music it, to us is, is what now we consider real music. At the time, that shit was, that shit was trash to our parents. Dude, there was the people who was before us. You know what I'm saying? People who were directly before us. Does, does your, but do your parents Still think that, that hip hop was trash. Like, my mom still talks shit about hip hop. My mom no, was not bang with hip hop. But no, but no, you understand too. The two, the two hip hops, all right? Because there was an era of hip hop when my mom was in the club. Grandmaster Flash, the ah. message was '82. Pamela was in the club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know Curtis Blow. You know, you're talking about '79, '80. Rappers delight. That's you know. Then we talking about two different. Things that shit. My mom was like, "Yeah, my grandmaster Flash. That white lines. That was the shit." Right. You know what I mean? You big daddy Kane. That shit. That was the shit. My mom was like, "My granddad was like Teddy Riley and some shit because that was right, like new. Yeah. It was new, but it was guy. It was Gap Band. It was, it was it was throwback, but it was new. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like now, right? These kids that are making the music now, right? We ask ourselves. Is this music gonna last? Is this nope. music the shit? Whatever, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. In 20 years, or in 10 years, when these people are making, this, this generation is making waves in their lives, when they get married, when they're doing wild shit in their life, and they're at their wedding, and bad and bougie come on, they're gonna go crazy, just like when Mary J. Blige comes on for us. What I'm trying to tell you is that music is a time it's, it's a time thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's nostalgic. Yeah. We're attached to our era of music. Absolutely. I, I'm not saying that. I'm, I still think our shit is the shit. I'm not giving. You know what I mean? I think we make we make better music. You know what I mean? But you can't. I can't condemn what's happening right now because these they're creating their 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 shit. This is their you know. This is their shit. You know what I'm saying? Is so it, is it possible though to break out of sort of the the actual contextualization of music and, and, and time and culture and where you are and, and things and just look at music on just a critical level and be like, yo, I didn't live uh, in the Isaac Brothers era. Yeah, that shit is back. No, 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 no. I, 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 I do that too. Okay. My thing is, I don't, I don't really condemn the youngins because yeah. it's like, you know, there's some good shit out there too. There's Daniel Caesar, there's her, there's uh, Sir, some, there's Ro James, there's. There's a lot of good shit out there that I would consider is music for me. I don't know. I kind of feel like, yeah, I, just from what I have learned is that, you know, we used to ride around in our cars and listen to this shit. Like, you guys got video games and all kinds of stuff. I don't know if, if it's something that the average consumer um, is like really, it's really, disposable. it's like, it's less, yeah, like songs. It's disposable. It's disposable. Yeah. Like, like, like when the, like like you know my, my boy Jay White yeah. did the, the Cardi B record and it's you know number one it's, it's you know it's it's doing this thing it's three weeks number one top yeah. one hundred you have to ask yourself like for for a Cardi B you know like is she is she feeling pressure because records as high as fast as they go up are we going to even care about this record in January you know what I mean. And it's not even her fault. I'm not even, it's not even shitting on, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it's just, it's technology. We just are bombarded with so many things oh, yeah. that it's easy to forget stuff. I mean, it's back to the whole thing we're talking about with uh, different enclaves and different cities where stuff came, you know, comes up. 
people were so isolated and it's also part of the tech conversation where it's like people really when you went out you would buy music you had physical music and you loved that shit because you owned it and it was physical and it was tangible, tangible. Yeah, you know what I mean whereas like open now, up a CD you read the credits you felt attached to the whole experience yeah, yeah. line yeah. now I got but yeah, I mean, I think nowadays with uh, Spotify and everything, it's uh, it, it does. I mean, I don't want to be the guy to, to get off my lawn, guy, not at all. Because I think there's so much good music out right now. But it's just, I think people like Needles were saying, do not really live with their music like they did back in the day. I think that's kind of the big difference. Yeah, man, that used to change my life, man. Is it only in urban music? Because I've noticed certain genre lasts a lot longer and what we call disposable music was not like that. But black culture's always been about like, what's new? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's new? You got the new Jordans, you got 30 pairs of Jordans, but when you get the new, you gotta get the new Jordans. It's a producer though. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 Ill, it's Ill because urban music is the most, uh, it's, like, it's the highest, we're, we're yeah. dominating, the, the, but because we dominate because it's so much out there because we keep putting like Gucci Mane, how many records, how many records Gucci Mane put out? How many records, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Niggas is putting out records like every day. It's like a new record, you know what I mean? So of course we're gonna dominate the, the revenue because it's more of that shit. You know what I mean? It's cooler. And it's cooler. I think there's a, not even so much a question, but because I have this conversation just about every day as well. I got an 18 year old son who's working on his album right now. I gotta have conversations with him about what I came up on. And I think the disconnect between the generations is simple. When my mama was playing a vinyl, I used to cut school to go buy vinyl. Mm -hmm. I was cutting school, the new Kane album was coming out, I had to go get it, Period. I'm out, right. But my mama was playing Earth, Wind & Fire, she forced me to go to the Earth, Wind & Fire concert. concert. I'm glad she did because I have an appreciation for that music. We brought it up and we started sampling and we had an appreciation for the music that came before us. Nowadays, you got Thug It and he just made a million bucks off of a record I've never even heard of. Yeah. And no disrespect to, to his hustle and his money, but they not really listening to what came before us. And, and more so what I hear is like, well, why? We rich. Can I interject that? Can I interject? All right, and I know we run out of time. Here's just really what happened, and you can you know you can correct me wrong. I feel like what happened to to urban culture is how we were exposed to that music. Okay, I remember being uh, the reason why I know so much music. Like, why do you know all these fucking songs? How do you know? Why do you know these producers? These why do you know all this shit? You only you know, thirty nine years old. It's because when I was you know, four and five years old, you know, there was an experience. There was a house party experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a gathering of the, the culture. So like, you know, we go spend weekends at my Aunt LJ's house in Missouri City, and they would, they would they'd go to the record store before we go to the crib, to, to, to the party. We go, okay, my mom would buy 10 records, LJ would buy 10 records, and, then, and that's how these record collections started accumulating, right? Sure. And then, you know, nine o'clock, you know, the kids, y'all gotta go upstairs because grown folk people about, we're about to be going down, right? Y'all better not come out of that room. This is all, this is all culture though. Yeah. This is what music, we poured, we poured into, the music poured into our culture. So while we upstairs, they, they downstairs rocking, you know what I mean? They, this, this is how you know, this is how I know about Confunction at five years old. This is how I know about Earth, Wind and Fire, know about, you know, Grandmaster Flash, know about these different things because these are the records that's being played downstairs. So you you sneak out the room and you on the you at the rail, listening to the listening you know eavesdropping, listening to this shit. You know what I mean? We don't have that culture. Like when was the last time you went to a house party? Like for no reason. Not like Memorial Day. Not like I'm saying but they would have parties for no reason. Go buy records, have parties for no reason. This shaped. This shaped. The the the, the 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 timbre of what my music my musical palette came from. You know what I mean? So we're talking about people who are I'm 39. Most people who my age group we're talking about Swiss Beats, we're talking about Timberland, we're talking about, you know, we, these people are innovative, but they come from that same 
thing, that deep, same deep era, for real. You know, we can talk about all these groups, even though we're younger, 20 years younger than, you know, what we should even know this shit is. But there was a real experience, okay? So when I'm in the car with my son, I try to make sure that I play him Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I try to make, I mean, okay, you know, we can turn up, you know what I'm saying? I know, I, I know you like uh, Ray Shrimmer, I know you like Skateboard, Made uh, uh, in Tokyo, I know you like them singing. I like the songs too. But we gonna get some, we gonna get some culture too. I'm gonna make sure you gonna you gonna hear this. You gonna hear some. You gonna hear this damn Steve. You gonna hear some Earth Wind Fire. You gonna hear some Jodeci. You gonna hear you gonna hear my era of shit too. We're not, we're not just gonna, cause we, I think people kind of we we embrace our era, but I think people kind of disregard our era a bit. You know what I mean? They disregard the genius of a Devontae Swing, like the gen the pure genius of him. You know what I mean? We kind of disregard. You know, we 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 we, we elongate Teddy because Teddy was there from the mid '80s through the 2000s. We elongate Teddy. We elongate, you know, Babyface. We elongate. You know what I mean? But we don't give Kenny Smooth his props. Touch me, tease me. Is that's you gotta? You'll be like, you can't go to no club, nowhere, anywhere in the United States and play an old school set and not play Touch Me, Tease Me. You know what I mean? We don't give the track masters their props. Like. We really, you know, it's like Dre, Puff, you know, Timbaland, Swiss Beats, and, 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 and Swiss Beats is later. Swiss Beats is like, when I started coming in, you know what I mean? We don't really, we, don't, we skip over a lot, you know what I mean? We gotta keep those people there too, like the people that, people, you know, whether they check Tim or Storch or whoever, yeah. it's like, you know, they... And Storch is the 2000s, Storch is not even th yeah, that era. Exactly. Right, you know so what I mean? <laughs> But he, but see, it wasn't. You know what I mean? It's kind of like somebody else uses sample, and then he gets credit, which is cool. Which is that's you just gotta know that though. That's the thing, because they kind of. I'm not saying Illmind in particular, but a lot of people is like, yo, these are free royalty, free royalty, free royalty. But then if you go on their page or you go in the, um, the if you read the fine print, it'll say like I'm going through this with this Cardi B record right now. Um, so. If you read the little fine print, it says, this is free, but if you sell over like 1,500 copies, then you have to wow. call me to renegotiate the whatever wow. time. So you're at their mercy. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to really, really, really be careful about these, these sample packs, because a lot of them aren't free. You just have to know. I mean, there's still some like, like Looperman. I did a record with, um, for Jeremiah. That was that's a, that's one of those royalty free things, and I was sweating because I I was I was read I kept reading that thing. I had my lawyer read it, read it. Like, we good, we good, we good. But with this Cardi B record, um, I mean, and, and they're good. They're they're dope. Like they're layups. They're really dope. They're, they're like really shit. If you don't like, give me these layups, nigga, I'm, I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take them. <laughs> I'm gonna take them. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take them. Yeah, but but you just really have to be careful. So I, I'm literally just got the phone with my manager. Like yo, I'm not about to pay this. I mean, I'm gonna like flip it or re-sing it or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm just gonna, because I'm just, I refuse. Right. So, so, so that's so a dangerous thing because you can't even really- Well see, that's what check. I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm wondering all these different platforms, yeah. Like, I don't know, but it's so fine print of Spice. It's like, it's so many different packs. Yeah, Spice, I, mean? I think Spice is a little different. I think, I like, think, yeah, I think Spice is really free. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whereas like, Lil Ryan, like his facts on Black Kids, I think that that's a whole yeah, okay. Okay. That's okay. fine okay. print situation. But you don't, you don't know <laughs> yeah, who you're collaborating with on Spice is using inappropriate things though either. If you're doing with strangers, you know? A lot of people network on Spice, yeah. you know? But I, I, think, I think the thing about Spice though, I'm sorry to interrupt, is that because you, you, can, you can, you know, there's timestamp on everything that you do. You send back, you know, 
Yeah. You can't really get away from that. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Well, I mean, yeah. I meant like somebody used the wrong sample that they don't really. You know, All right. So real quick, one more question from a man's array. We'll call it. So I was just, I was just adding to you know the whole era of music thing, and I was saying because how I came up, I came up from like I'm kind of like in, in both because like I grew up listening to Fabulous, Jada Kiss, and those. So I wanted to know like for artists like that now, what do you feel? You feel that like. On this side, he'll be like, you know, with that whole trap sound, but he still knows the background. Because I'm using myself, for example, because, like, when I first started rapping, I, I was listening, like, the first person I listened to like, was Bow Wow, you know what I mean? And yeah. That those things attached to you as, a, as an individual because you were in school, you were running around. Yeah. You've seen that in the Bow Wow video. So I think it's just all with the individual, how you grew up and then... You know what I mean? Yeah, so, sure, sure. I mean, yeah, I think some of the best artists are the ones that are able to, like, just incorporate all the things. Like, Everything, like, yeah. J, like J. Cole or Kendrick, like, they're spitting, but they got something. And then look at a guy it. like Jadakiss. Yeah. Like, no matter what, you gotta kind of just adapt to the times, even though you're from that era. Yeah. yeah. Where we're from. At the same time, man, this is some rappers I don't want to hear over a trap beat. No, but there's some like, 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 when it comes to Jadakiss, he does it his own way. Like, he's, he's, he's seasoned in it. Like, so yeah. it doesn't matter what Jadakiss is on, he's still him. Yeah. He doesn't have to try to. I don't want to hear, like, like Raekwon on a track. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, so what I usually try to do, yeah. What I usually try to do is just, you know what I mean? If you're on an interview, you showcase your talent, say, yeah, I got bars, I that's where I came up. But yeah, you still bars. gotta come up. Yeah, make songs. So that's what I just do both, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah, that's part. That's part. The scariest moment of All right. Was Nas album done. All right, y'all. So it is, it is a wrap. Thanks everybody for showing up. Ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it. Thanks so much for tuning into another episode of the podcast. I'll have another one for you soon. And please remember to like and comment if this was on a social post, or subscribe and please rate uh, us on iTunes. Yep, please rate us on iTunes. You can get this podcast on the iTunes App Store in any iPhone or iOS device. Thanks so much and tune in next time. For then, till then, I'm Raj.